I was playing a game and it was a complete numbers game. And I don't think education was valued as much as getting to the top. And I remember like in my, my senior year, the top 5% of students have like a hit list and they wanted to see who they can knock out before they can get to the top. And I think my senior year is when I like finally realized it's like, okay, like this is a game and I need to play the game to get to the top. Now looking back at that, I was like, I did not learn anything from that. I should have been paying attention in classes rather than rote memorization and like just like swallowing up and regurgitating information. I mean, that, that's a tricky thing because I think that's a concern a lot of people have in schools, especially in more competitive schools or in schools from wealthier areas because you tend to see parents who have more formal education and as a result, they believe that it was valuable for them to get where they, they are. So they tend to push the kid, or even if they're not pushing, they somehow instill the value in the kid early on. And so even without the push, some students just have that drive to, I've got to be number one in the class, or I've got to be in the top 10, or you know, whatever that is. And I, I, pers- I don't think that competitive piece is bad per se. I, I think that for some people, competition is good because it gives you something to strive for, or it helps you to sort of understand your own strengths and weaknesses problem that I have, my, my big concern as both a teacher and just somebody who cares about education is that the way you get to the top is not by getting the best education. You know, as you just pointed out, you're like, this is a numbers game. I can, you know, there, there are some kids who graduate very high in their classes and didn't necessarily learn a ton. Now they're almost always very smart people. I mean, once in a while somebody sneaks in, but almost always they're very smart people but they got there because they're smart, not because of what they necessarily learned in school. And so that just sort of rewards someone who already had it, so to speak. It doesn't reward someone who really took advantage of the school opportunity and earned it. Or, you know, it's like the the kid who comes into high school as the most capable and qualified is also the most likely to walk out that way. Mm -hmm. And if that's true, then maybe we're not doing the best things in between you know, the entry and exit points if, if people sort of stay in, in, those, in those groupings or levels. And I think the reality also is that getting into college is a numbers game. And I think kids in high school understand my grades will reflect to colleges how well I did. So therefore, I, I must do the best that I can. And I, I, I don't think all of a sudden de-incentivizing good grades is the answer because it's a larger system, right? You still need those numbers to get into college. And, and like you said, like just because someone has an A-plus all through high school doesn't necessarily mean they learned everything. So I think in some ways competition is good, but also I think a lot of, is it, are, are you competing to learn the most or to have the best educational experience? Or are you competing to get that, to get that grade on your report card, right? And I think even in my grade, there were, tons of people in the, in the top 5% that would cheat all the time. And it was, it was a common known fact that XYZ person is just yeah. for doing I, people that were ranked the highest. So I'm going to say this, and I, I say this in class too, and I try to remind other teachers of this sometimes in meetings when it comes up, but I think that the perception is that your less capable students or the lower motivation kids or the the, the kid who's vaping in the bathroom or whatever, like there's the concern that that's the kid that's cheating. And I'm not saying you're not like, that's fine. But the most common place that you're going to find academic dishonesty of any variety is in the highest level classes. And a lot of times among the kids who have the highest grades in those classes. And it's because you're looking for the way you, whatever advantage you can, it's, it's Lance Armstrong, the greatest cyclist in the history of the world taking steroids. You know, it's like, I know I'm good, 
but I need to stay that good. I think, you know, you always think it's somebody trying to make their way up, but I think the reality is in school, a lot of the dishonesty you see comes from people trying to stay on top. And I talked about this in a recent episode about how I, it would require buy-in from college, uh, colleges and a lot of other things, but I would love to move to sort of a pass fail system or like a three grade, like an advanced pass and fail. And that way there's still some differentiation between someone who's really good at it, someone who's sort of good enough and someone who really does need some extra work or we need to repeat some things or, you know, whatever that may be, but it would be difficult to do that. And in one of the, I say early, it was probably the 12th or 14th episode of this podcast. I talked to Ms. Beth Kankowski, who I don't know if you maybe had her for English or not, but she teaches the AP language and composition course that I do. And she, she brought up the same issue about how it turns into a game and everyone's trying to be like the best student on paper. And I coined a term that I've used a few times since, and I call them fantasy students. Cause like, if you ever, if you watch for like football, the best guy on the football field may not be the best guy for like fantasy football because he doesn't rack up all the stats. He's a good team player. And so when you think about like, if you were putting together a real football team, you would want the best players who work well together and who, who do, you know, they achieve those goals. If you just want a fantasy football team, that's good on paper, you just pick the guys that get stats, but sometimes they're not actually the best players, you know? And I think that we're in a, in a situation where students are so concerned about the competitive piece and the college admissions that we're generating a lot of really good fantasy students. Like on paper, we're strong, but in terms of our actual learning and our actual growth, we're not there. And it doesn't mean you're bad. It just means that you're not as good as you look on paper. I think in the end, eventually that catches up with you one way or another. And it's not necessarily our job to play gatekeeper and stop that person from achieving whatever they want to achieve. I just think it means maybe we're not doing our jobs. 